and welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. It's Diane, your lactation consultant. And this is Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by LaVie. LaVie has invented and designed a variety of products, including their innovative lactation massagers. Uh, we'll hear more about this sponsor later, but you can head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check out our sponsor page. Uh, see if you, if you need anything, check that page and see if you can give them any of your business because they make this podcast possible. And while you're there, scroll down and enter your email address and you will get episodes sent straight to your inbox every Monday and Wednesday. And uh, now Diane has our review of the week. I like the way you said massagers. You're like, massagers. (laughs) (laughs) Very tempting. And so this comes off of our iTunes. So thank you so much for putting it there for us. Abalia7, I think it's from, says, informative and entertaining. I love this podcast. Discovering it was one of the best things that could have happened for my breastfeeding journey, which is now going on 15 months. I never imagined I would want to breastfeed past one year. Abby and Diane are knowledgeable and hilarious. I love when they dispel ridiculous myths and misinformation that gets passed around. They have empowered me to breastfeed my baby with pride and confidence. Absolutely love this podcast. I love it when people go over their goal. I think that's so great. Yeah, that's really fun. So congratulations to you and you're doing awesome. And thank you so much for joining us on this fun journey of ours called our podcast. And um, thank you for putting that on iTunes for us. So you can put a review on iTunes. We love it. That's wonderful for us. Or you can, you know, send us a, an email if you want to share the love through email at badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com. And are we ready? Is everybody holding on to their holding I on to their guess. hair for today? Yes. I'm I'm here. Um I'm here reluctantly today. <laughs> I forced Abby to no. yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Just because it's so freaking controversial and like people get upset for like a lot of non reasons. And I don't know. My perspective on this is like, I, when I was a teenager in high school, we moved, my family moved because of my dad's job. We moved to Amsterdam and I lived there and went to college, high school and college. And like marijuana was legal legalized, decriminalized, at least. Um, there was sold everywhere. I smoked a lot of it. (laughs) (laughs) People around me, you know, it was not, you didn't hide, you know, it was, it was so, you know, it was just part of like the city. And so then you come here and it's like the biggest taboo. You know, it's a huge, huge taboo people and and it's becoming less. Obviously, it's becoming more legalized and there's more information coming out about it. Um, But I feel like people have opinions about it before they even know about it. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where people just get super heated and um, judgy, very judgy. Yes, Mm -hmm. very judgy. And uh, I don't know. I don't like it. It is. Yeah, I agree. There is a lot of judgment around it. There is a lot of just, uh, we were talking about this before we came on that I was saying like, I looked up so much stuff about this over the last couple of days. And no matter what you read, there's still not, there's still not a lot of information. Like you, you end up reading these research articles and you go, I still really don't have anything 
to come away with this. But then on the other side of it, if you want to find stuff against it, you can. If you want to find stuff for like, it's just, it's a very confusing topic and everybody's got an opinion on it. But it is becoming more legalized in the States. You know, a lot of states are becoming more legalized with it, if not recreationally, at least medically. So they more research has got to happen. It really well, does. Yeah. Like it just and has to. Right. You can't people want people want information. People want and then if you're hoping to find, you know, whether you can smoke pot and breastfeed or not by the end of this episode, I'm sorry, but you're not gonna have that. You know, we're gonna talk about it and talk about things around it, but we don't have like this clear cut answer for you backed by science, which I feel like we do have with alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel kind of confident saying that like, yeah, we're real comfortable with you having, you know, alcohol and, you know, just make sure you're able to care for your baby and blah, blah, blah. But there's not like, I don't feel like there's, you know, you're not going to get that at the end of this episode. No. We'll talk around it and we'll talk about it and we'll talk about harm reduction and we'll talk because people are doing it. The bottom line is people are smoking pot and like breastfeeding. And so they want to know like, what, what's the deal? Like, how do I make it safer? How do I, how can I, how can I manage this? Um, And so, you know, people are hiding it. It's like, it's like cold sleeping. People are hiding it and they don't want to ask their, their doctor. And you can't ask your doctor. Yeah. right. Right. And even though it is legal. They don't want to. It, it is legal all day long. I mean, it's it's legal in most places, but even in the places where it is legal, like for example, here in New York State, it's been legalized. So people still come to me like secretly and say, "What what happens if I, you know, what what will happen? Can I smoke?" And you know, blah blah blah. But they will call the pediatrician's office all day long over, "Can I drink alcohol?" Right. Like that's that's <laughs> yeah. not a problem for people to say, you know, that's yeah. always out there. I have that question in every breastfeeding class. I hear it all the time, but nobody says, hey, can I smoke? Nobody says that because nobody wants that, that judgment, right? Like nobody wants to have that judgment. So what we wanted to do at least would talk about just like we do with alcohol and safe sleeping with your baby is how can we make sure that it's being done safely and the harm reduction piece of it. Yeah. And also, you know, there's reasons like, I don't know, sometimes people ask their doctor things and the doctor calls DCFS. Right. Yeah. Those, like, yeah. oh my God, they're smoking pot. <sighs> like, it's so dumb. Yeah. Because also the thing that we can say is that in all the reading and all of the, you know, the life that we've lived and all of the, you know, the kind of non-science that there is right now. Or there's some science, but there's not a lot. There's no like glaring, like, oh my God, ah, you're all going to (laughs) die. Like, that's not, that's not there. Mm -mm. You know, so it's kind of one of those, I mean, the thing that you're faced with the most with this topic in this country, I think is really just the stigma. Yeah, I think that's and that I think it's going to take a long time for that stigma to go away. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, it's going to take a long, long time. So so a couple of things I think are important to cover with this. Like we've said, the research behind it, if you're a research person and you really enjoy that, looking for that science based, there's not a lot of definitive answers. You know, all the things that you read say... You know, there's not a lot of research behind it. Um, the research that is being done 
or that has been done in the past is kind of, it's very inconclusive, you know? And what I mean by that is they could be saying, okay, so the, we do know what we do know for sure is that THC, which is the component to marijuana that, you know, gets you loopy or whatever. I don't even know how the, the right words for it. Hi. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Um, talking about all this research stuff and then I use words like loopy. Loopy, yes. So, Diane has clearly smoked a lot of pot in her life. <laughs> <laughs> so the the words behind it, like they definitely say, okay, it is getting into the milk. It definitely gets into the milk. Yeah, we do know that. We do know that. That is a definitive thing. We And, and it's dose dependent too. Meaning the more you smoke, the more there is, right? We do know that THC is fat soluble, meaning it stays in the milk for longer periods of time. And some of the research that I was reading said that it can stay into in the milk for up to like six weeks. But again, that would be dose dependent, right? Like that would, obviously the more you smoke, the more it is, the more that it's in your milk. And then they're saying some research is showing, okay, babies that have been exposed to it, you know, when they were babies, obviously. So if you're smoking while you're breastfeeding or smoking when you're pregnant, those babies have shown to have some, you know, some like motor delay later on. Some have shown that, some have not shown that. But then again, is it because they smoke during pregnancy or is it because they smoke during breastfeed? You know, like there's no real like, okay, if you smoke at this time, this is going to happen. If you smoke at this time, this is going to happen. None of that is clear. So it really comes down to thinking about it as, okay, if I smoke a lot, there's going to be a higher risk. There's going to be more THC in my milk if I smoke regularly. And we don't know because one of the big things with it is because your baby's brain is in such a high stage of development Mm -hmm. that where does it impact that brain development? You know? And that that really is the question it comes down to is like, you know, brain development and is it impacting brain development for babies? So there's, you know, there's a lot of question, but then it's also like, okay, it's becoming legalized. So, you know, what what to expect if you do smoke a little bit or if you want to smoke a little bit? Yeah. And to, to be to put it in perspective, everything passes through your milk. Yeah. Alcohol passes to your milk. The medications that you might take pass through your milk. All of this stuff is passing to your milk and to your baby. And so then the research comes with what's the harm? Right. You know, what is the harm then there? And I don't I don't think, well, I mean, there's some speculation, maybe some, I don't know, of what, you know, when Diane was talking about it. But just to be clear that marijuana is not, it's not like all these other things like, don't pass through your milk and marijuana is the only thing that passes through your milk. Like most things do. And people know that it's like, you know, we know like, so you're, you're having, you know, problems. You want to go on like an antidepressant medication. Okay. Well, we know that this is going to pass through the milk. So what kind, what's, you know, what, what medication then would we give, um, you know, to just reduce the level of harm. And, and many, and many of these medications, people have found that, that it's perfectly safe to take these medications, even though it's passing through the milk. Right. And I mean, like, like you said, everything does pass through the milk. That doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it, it happens. Right. Yeah, it because just, you, yeah. You, I mean, because the parent needs to, because a lot of people are smoking too. People are managing anxiety and depression with the marijuana. Mm-hmm. People are, you know, people are, even if, even if their use is recreational and it's not doctor diagnosed, 
many people are managing with it. And some people feel a lot safer. I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm just saying that there is a there are people who feel safer using marijuana than using pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. That's just there's there these people are out here. Yeah. And so this is, you know, and I, I was actually just going to say that I remember years ago when I worked um, in the hospital at like and this is going back years before this was legalized um, before it was even starting to become legalized. And there was a person at the hospital who had just had her baby who was and in her chart was noted that during pregnancy, she kept coming up positive for THC in her urine all throughout pregnancy. So that was a red flag, obviously, for, you know, for um, doctors. And she was very vocal in saying it grows in the ground. It's natural. There's nothing wrong with it. And I, I mean, I, I, I know that there are people out there that really feel like, OK, these things that are growing in the ground, like the herbals and, the, you know, marijuana and things like that that come from plant life. It's perfectly safe. There's nothing wrong with it. The pharmaceutical stuff is the stuff that's dangerous. And that's not exactly true because there is some harm in things that are growing in the ground too, depending on how you're using it, what you're doing with it, how much of it you're using. Like it's not regulated either. No, I mean, there's plenty of things that are toxic that grow out of the ground. You wouldn't pick up a poisonous mushroom and eat it. Right. Exactly. And be like, well, it grew out of the ground, so it's safe. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you do have to kind of break it down. So there's, you know, and I, I feel that way too about like herbals when people say to me, oh, can I take this herbal supplement to help my milk supply? And he's like, first of all, we don't know where it came from. It's not regulated. So we don't know what's in it. We don't know how much of it's there. We don't know what it's going to do. We don't know its impact. You know, there's a lot of just because it's an herbal and we think it's safe doesn't mean it actually is. And it kind of the same way with the with the marijuana. One of the good things I think that comes from it being legalized is that you can buy it at like actual, what are they called? Well, yeah. Distribute. Right. So like this, uh, this, I don't know. I don't know. know. <laughs> Whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> Something that starts with a disc, clearly. <laughs> Everybody knows what we're talking about. Where it is, I think, a little bit more regulated, where you don't have to worry about like, okay, was it mixed with something else? Is it really strong? You know, like you don't have to worry about where you're getting it from. You know where you're getting it from and you know the what you're getting. Um, and I think that's a lot more helpful than just randomly getting it from wherever you can find it on the street and then just, you know, hoping for the best. Um, I think that's, I think that's a positive thing actually. Yeah. Dispensary. That's it. Dispensary. So people have also asked us about like CBD oil and like edibles too. Um, I mean, I read one thing, one, um, I don't even think the whole, it wasn't, it was in one research study, but it wasn't totally just about edibles that said that edibles were actually more potent, like get into more into the milk. Like mothers that used edibles instead of just smoking, they found that there was more THC in the breast milk with edibles. Interesting. Yeah. And I think it was just because of, you were ingesting it instead of just like smoking yeah. it, I guess. Right. Um, but I, you know, for people that are wondering about that, that's, that was one research study that I found. So I mean, like, don't hang your hat on it, but that's what they said. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Should we take a break? Yeah. And then talk about more, talk about it more. Absolutely. We'll be right back. Okay. 
La Vie was founded with the mission to help breastfeeders everywhere with their breastfeeding and pumping journeys. They have invented and designed a variety of products, including their innovative lactation massagers, which are ergonomically designed and rechargeable battery powered to help make a breast massage easier and address common breastfeeding issues like clogged ducts, mastitis, and engorgement. Breast massage can help induce letdown and improve milk flow to transfer as much milk as possible from your breast. Whether it's the original lactation massager, the massager and warming pads popular with pumping moms, or the manual massage roller and breast comfort packs, La Vie carries something for everyone because everyone deserves to have a comfort to have comfort and support while nourishing and bonding with their baby. A must-have product and a great gift for baby registries or family and friends. Check out LaVie's entire line at LaVieMom, L-A-V-I-E-M-O-M.com and use code BADASS for 15% off of your purchase. And uh, LaVie and the promo code uh, can be found in our show notes under this episode at BadassBreastfeedingPodcast.com. Our show notes will also include further information about things we talk about in this episode and at BadassBreastfeedingPodcast.com. You will also find... All of our other uh, episodes, our breastfeeding resources, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. So I wanted to read something that I found. This came from the American Journal of Maternal Child Nursing. Um, And this was, I'm looking for the date on it. It was very, it's very recent because they're talking about um, it says, as of May 2021, 36 states and four territories allow for use of medical cannabis products. Um, so this is a very recent article, but I just I can't find the date on it. Um, mm-hmm. But I do want to read a part of it here. It says, Dr. Thomas Hale. Now, Dr. Hale, if you're not familiar with his name, is a doctor who does all this research regarding medications. So whenever anybody is worried about like, oh, can I take this medication? Can I take that medication? The information about it is coming from Dr. Hale. So he is like renowned in this area of medications and breastfeeding. So Dr. Thomas Hale, a pharmacologist who is an expert on perinatal pharmacology and pregnancy and lactation, states that in low to moderate use, levels that pass into human milk are exceedingly small. For example, if a breastfed infant immediately... If an infant, I'm sorry, if an infant breastfed immediately after the parent smokes marijuana, the infant would get at very most 8.7% of the parent's dose, but only absorb 1% of that. When marijuana is ingested orally, as an infant would while receiving human milk, approximately 1% to 5% is absorbed. The majority is absorbed by the liver and does not get into the plasma. Research by Hale and his team demonstrated that THC was transferred into human milk such that exclusively breastfeeding infants ingested a mean of 2.5% of maternal dose. With conflicting professional recommendations, but known relatively low transfer of THC into human milk, how should healthcare providers proceed? As health professionals, we must have open and transparent conversations with families. There are clear risks associated with not breastfeeding. And I think that's a very important thing to remember. Do we want to smoke? Then we don't breastfeed. Is that really the right answer? You know, is that the the message we should be sending? Lack of human milk can be the difference between life and death for preterm infants. 
clinicians should look at the evidence. For example, how much THC is absorbed by the parent and how much gets into the breast milk. It is important that parents are informed that there are risks associated with marijuana and smoking. However, instead of hospitals implementing strict policies to prohibit breastfeeding and use of human milk in all cases of cannabis usage, a tailored approach based on the individual situation is more appropriate. So we really need to look at Okay, how how much, you know, what are we using here? How much are we smoking? Is it something like, are you an everyday smoker? Can we, t- you know, scale that back a little bit? We really want the baby to have the breast milk. But I know I personally have counseled families about this and have used that approach of, I would much rather have you smoke occasionally than wean because we have to, we have to look at the benefit of the breast milk too. Like that's a huge part of this. I think that's right. a really important piece to remember that we, your baby getting the breast milk is a really important thing. Yeah. And then also like, why are you using, are you using, can you, you know, can you just wait? Can you wait? Or do you really, are you managing? Is this how you're managing? Right. Then, okay. Then we need to talk about then other like harm reduction. The other things methods. too, that kind of go along with it is just with everything else. And I'm not like, I don't want to make it sound like, okay, it's just because it's marijuana because it's not. But we we need to consider like secondhand smoke. So definitely don't smoke around your baby. So we need to consider that like we would if you were, you know, smoking anything. We don't want to do it around our baby because baby's lungs are very immature. You know, babies, that effect of secondhand smoke is, is detrimental on babies. So we want to make sure we're keeping that in mind. And we also want to keep in mind the fact of making good parenting decisions. Just like when we talk about when you're drinking alcohol, are you planning to make any parenting decisions or are you, do you feel like you can safely take care of your baby when you're drinking? Because that is, that is more of yeah, the, if there's an emergency, can you handle it? Can you drive to the emergency room? Can you, right. can you take care of your baby? Yeah. And don't, and that's, don't that's, share. Yeah. And that's the same thing with, with marijuana. Right. It's still a drug and you have to make sure that there are safety precautions in place if it's something that you're going to do. So we're not saying don't do it. Just make sure you're safely doing it. Make sure your baby's safe. Make sure you're safe. Yeah. That'll always be the bigger concern is can you care for your baby? Can you make the decision if there's an emergency? Can you get them to the emergency room? Mm -hmm. Can you, you know, get them... Can you feed them? Can you, can you find them? Can you find them? <laughs> <laughs> and don't bed share. Like that comes yes, with, you not know. share a bed because all yeah. of this will affect your ability to wake up and be responsive to the baby. Absolutely. You know, um, so that really is what it comes down to. So there's going to be a lot of people, if you ask, you know, a medical professional, chances are they're going to tell you, it gets into the milk. Don't do it. Well, we know we know that, right? We know it gets into the milk. Everything gets into the milk. We know that. What we want to know is how can we do it safely, right? Like that's what it comes down to. And just like Abby said, is this something like why are you, you know, consider why you're, why you're doing it? Are you doing it for a reason of, you know, are you, are you managing your anxiety this way? Are you, is there a medical reason why you're doing it? And if that's the case, then we need to make sure that it is being done safely. If, is it just like, oh, okay, I'm just doing it just because it's, I like, I enjoy it and it's recreational for me. Then can we maybe hold off or scale back on that a little bit? Just like you would any, you know, a lot of people when they're breastfeeding, 
will resist taking certain medications just for the fact that it gets into the milk, um, which is not always necessary, but it happens anyway. So just kind of thinking about like, why am I doing it? Do I need it? How much? Maybe I could scale back. Maybe I could smoke a little less. Um, making sure you're not smoking around the baby. And just know, yes, it does get into the milk. It does. But is it enough to make a difference? That we don't know. We don't know how much is too much. We, we don't necessarily know how much is going to impact your baby. You know, we can't say for sure. Oh, if you smoke that right now, your baby is going to have, you know, cognizant issues, learning problems, you know, motor delays, ADHD. We don't know that. We don't know those things. That's too far ahead. And they don't have that research right now because they're not doing it. They haven't been doing it for long enough yet. So we just don't know. So it's kind of experimental, believe it or not. Yeah. (laughs) It shouldn't be. I mean, it's been around forever, but. I know, but we're, yeah, we're renting, we're entering into new territory. And because it's been illegal, there's not a lot of research around it. There's not a lot of discussion or. Yeah. And they know information around it with alcohol. Like they know a little bit more. Um, And I have a lot of, I remember people have told me a lot that it was recommended that they smoke during pregnancy if they had like a very, you know, like they were really sick during pregnancy, that it helped with their nausea. A Um, lot of people use marijuana for that. Absolutely. Um, And feel much more comfortable smoking marijuana during pregnancy than taking some pharmaceuticals during pregnancy that have, you know, some, you know, that have side effects that have, you know, that, that, you know, that people don't feel safe taking it and feel safer taking marijuana. That's a um, big one with the hyper, what's it called? Hyperemesis. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People use it a lot for that. So, you know, during the research, you know, looking at research with that, they just, you know, don't really know like, okay, obviously we know it goes to the fetus. We know that. Yeah. And then we know that if you smoked it during pregnancy, you're probably going to smoke it during breastfeeding. So if any problems arise, did it happen during pregnancy or did it happen during breastfeeding? You know, like they don't know right. all of How these little know? details. So, you know, moderation is important, I think, in this in this area. Um, and I think I think, unfortunately, people are going to be judged for their choices. Yeah, you will. Yeah. But we want to focus on like people want to reach their breastfeeding goals. We want babies to be breastfed. Not because we're judging everybody else, but because we know that breast milk is really important for babies to have. And this is a breastfeeding podcast. So that's what we're talking about. Um, And we want people to reach their breastfeeding goals. And so, you know, we don't want it to be a situation where, you know, it's like, like we were talking about before, like I'm smoking, I'm going to smoke, I'm deciding, you know, or I need to, I need to um, smoke. And so therefore I should just give formula. I don't know. I don't think that that's the better option. I don't either. I don't either. And I've told people that too. I've said, I would rather you smoke and breastfeed than give your baby formula. I had one mom that wanted to, that was using it for anxiety. And she was like, you know, I want to just smoke a little bit before bed. The baby sleeps all night. You know, he was our, the baby was already in bed. She knew he was going to be sleeping for several hours. Is it okay if I do this? I'm like, I would much rather you do that than give than wean and give formula. Honestly, like, absolutely. There's yeah. no question in my mind. 
Um, and she was, she already had it planned out and was already had it planned out safely. The baby's sleeping. It's just a little bit. I'm, you know, like her time of day, you know, based on when she was nursing and all of that stuff. And that was, that was a smart way to, to do it. But she was also very much like, I really feel like I can't ask anybody else about this. Can I talk to you about it? And, you know, very secretive and just, you know, and that's usually when people talk to me about it, that's how they feel. Very, they need to be very secretive about it. They don't want to talk to people about it. They don't want to ask anybody else because they don't want the judgment. Um, and that's really sad. Yeah, I feel like. that's how people are about smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Too. People are always like, I don't want to, I don't want to post this anywhere. I don't want to ask. Can I just ask you like privately? Yeah. Because there's so much like you just can't, you can't wade through the, all of the judgment and the scare tactics and the fear mongering and the, mm-hmm. all of this stigma to get information. People just want information. I don't know, man. If you, if I was asking somebody about like something like this, can I drink? Can I smoke? Whatever. Can I smoke cigarettes? Whatever. And they like stress me out by telling me what a horrible parent I would be and fear mongering me and all this stuff. That's just going to make me be like, I need to smoke just because I'm yeah, stressed. No, right I now. need four cigarettes. Thanks. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, do it safely. Just be safe. Just like with everything else you're doing with your baby. This is not different from that. We want you to be safe with it. We want you to be, you know, realistic with it. Moderation is important, just like anything. I mean, people, people give things up all the time for breastfeeding. You don't necessarily have to, but do it safely. And if you need to like back it off a little bit or just kind of like maybe change when you're doing it, like I said, that one mom knew, okay, if I do it this time of day, the baby's sleeping, I don't have to worry about breastfeeding. I don't have to worry about safety issues, things like that. Like that was, that was doing it smartly. Um, make sure you're not around the baby. I mean, I had, I've had families that were like, oh, I, there was one mom that I had that I worked with and she was like, oh, I don't smoke around the baby. I went into the bathroom to do it. And it's like, all right, now you're in the bathroom and your baby's out in the house, like by themselves <laughs> in some room, right? And now you locked yourself in your bathroom with the water running. So now you're sitting in a giant bong, right? Like totally just smoking and it's still going to, it's still in the house. So like leave your house, you know, go outside, don't wear the same clothes that you're wearing, you know, when you're holding the baby, all the things that you would do if you were smoking cigarettes. Um, same thing. Be safe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of parents, my friends from Amsterdam who ended up having babies and um, continued to smoke. And I don't, you know, I, I mean, it's just, it was in some circle. I'm not saying that they're completely without judgment, you know even over there as a parent. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, it was certainly less than here. You know, you wouldn't expect to see like a parent sitting out in a park breastfeeding and breastfeeding and like smoking a joint. That would be something, wouldn't it? (laughs) Well, I was just thinking of like, could you imagine like, when somebody posts a picture of them breastfeeding while they're drinking something, like drinking an oh alcoholic God, drink. People lose their minds. People lose their minds. Could you imagine somebody posting a picture of like breastfeeding while they're smoking a joint or something? Like that would be, people would freak out. 
yeah, people would freak out. And there's, you know, it's it's interesting because there's so many different, like, you know, there's just a lot of, it's a big country. There's a lot of different, like, norms and stuff. And there are communities and families where it's very normal. Where smoking is, smoking marijuana is, is a very normal thing. Right. And, you know, because in, the, in, in a family where that, where there were drinking is is normal we don't really think anything of that um i guess we do with the with the as soon as you, you start breastfeeding though then yeah then people well, are that's like, with Arr. anything no matter what you do as soon as you become pregnant and breastfeeding forget it everything that you did before is like put on under a microscope and it's like i can't believe you still do that i can't believe that you do this and do that every yeah everything you're supposed to just be a completely different person what you eat, you know, what everything, what time you go to bed, you know, like everything is judged when you become right. a parent. And this is not going to be any different than that. Um, It'll probably be worse. But oh, like, yeah, it's going to yeah. be way worse. But like we said in the beginning, you know, we don't have like a hard, fast answer for you because the science is just isn't there. Like there's just no, you know, no definitive answers. Um, We just wanted to be able to talk about it and talk about harm reduction and safety and because we know people are doing it. And in one of the articles that I did read, it said that there was like, they think they said like 10 to 15% of women were, they knew were, you know, smoking marijuana with pregnancy or breastfeeding. And it's like, that's probably mm -hmm. the ones that are admitting to it. So it's, it's not like, okay, it's just a small percentage. It's, it's probably a pretty large percentage of people so we need to talk about how to be safe about it not like trying right, to make it away because that's not realistic yeah we want to acknowledge that people do this and that you're not a bad parent yeah. and that you know we're not here like just not talking about this because oh my god oh my god how could you <laughs> I hate that. we know that people are doing it and that you want information and we provided very little information for you today <laughs> <laughs> we provided what we found. Like that's we provided yeah. what's pretty much there, and then we talked about it. Yeah. So there you go. You're I'll welcome. link some articles into the the show notes too. But it's about all we can do. Yes. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.